This is Captain Blake from The Fog. We just want to give you maze a warning. Sometimes in episodes of Shocking Things, you might hear a little salty language. Discretion is advised. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 42 of Shocking Things. I'm John with Laura. Hello. And we're going to be talking about Killer Clowns from Outer Space, which is a film that when Laura came up with the idea of shocking things, this is one of the first movies that I threw out. I said, I want to review, and we finally got around to it. One of your favorites. Yes. It's rated PG-13. It was released on May 27th, 1988. Uh, First, before we talk about the movie... The promotional aspect, Laura, what did you think about the movie poster for Killer Clowns? So I I think if I saw it, I wouldn't really want to see the movie. It's just like a hand pointing towards the earth. Yeah, it's the it's like a clown's, and you can't tell at first, it's a clown's hand spinning, like a finger spinning the earth, like a basketball, like a Harlem Globetrotter, and then the earth's exploding. And I think the best thing on the poster that describes this movie is at the bottom where it says it's crazy (laughs) yes yeah so there's two different i saw like you said as a tagline it's crazy that's one of your favorite taglines that one another one says alien bozos with an appetite for close encounters so now if you have a subscription to hulu or hbo max it's on there otherwise there's other ways uh you can watch it, Voodoo, YouTube to purchase, or buy it, which I recommend. Mm-hmm. So, this is directed by Stephen Kyoto. Uh, he hasn't done much directing. Wise, most notable is an episode of Elvira's Movie Macabre. It's written by Charles and Stephen Kyoto, and Edward is uncredited, but helped with the script. Uh, and those guys both worked on the script for Critters 3. Now, all three of the Kyoto brothers aren't really known for writing and directing they're really known for their special effects work uh such as the critters series which really i I think most people know them from uh they did other things like team america uh elf stop motion animation and a little bit of killer clowns so there's a quick rundown we'll give the main cast grant kramer as mike tobacco uh, he's in New Year's Evil, Hard Bodies, uh, Auntie Lee's Meat Pies, which I highly recommend. That Laura thought it was a porno when she saw it at first. I had it on. And most recently, Willie's Wonderland. Suzanne Snyder as Debbie Stone. Uh, she was in Return of Living Dead Part 2, Night of the Creeps, and Weird Science. Christopher Titus as Bob McCreed. 
he was pretty well known at one point. Uh, he had a sitcom called Titus, and he still does stand-up. I heard rec I heard he bombed recently, <laughs> actually doing stand-up. I've uh, never heard of him. Yeah. Uh, Royal Dano as Farmer Gene Green, who... Did he look familiar to you, the old farmer? No. From, oh, okay. I, he's one of those recognizable guys. I've seen a million things, but you can't quite place it. Uh, for horror-wise, he was in House 2 and Ghoulies 2. John Allen Nelson as Dave Hansen. Uh, he did a lot of TV appearances such as Matlock, Baywatch. And Laura, two that she enjoyed was Grey's Anatomy and Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. That's a great show. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. It's on Netflix, right? Is yeah. That... Well, oh yeah, did they put it on I Netflix? I think so. Now? Okay, yeah. Uh, John Verdon as Curtis Mooney, who's the guy I'd say is most recognizable, at least to me, uh, as Dean Wormer in Animal House. And he was also in Dirty Harry, Outlaw, Josie Wales, a bunch of other things. Very recognizable character actor. Michael Siegel as Rich Terenzi. Uh, he did a lot of independent films, but he was cop number four in Three Fugitives. Pete Lacasse as Paul Terenzi. He only has three acting credits, and his last appearance was on the TV series Santa Barbara. So the synopsis is basically these are killer clowns from outer space, right? That's their, right. Uh, they abduct humans, they kill them by covering them in cotton candy and storing them in their spaceship. Uh, I assume for food, right? Because there is a point later we could talk about uh, involving that. So um, now the scenes. We could talk about some of the scenes if you want, Laura. Um, your favorite scenes, at least just anything memorable, anything that you yeah, want to talk about? Yeah, I have about? to be honest with you. Like, um, this, this was such a fun movie. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I put it off for so long. I've only seen bits and pieces. Which but... I didn't realize until recently. Cause... Well, that's because I lie to you because you forced me to watch. <laughs> <laughs> you said, oh, yeah, yeah, I see it. And then she's, like, cooking or something, right? While yeah, this is I going... saw it before. I saw it. <laughs> So I'm glad I actually took the time to sit down and watch this. I really liked it. I don't, yeah. No, any scenes, like, I mean, I could tell you for, I think, is I, that, um, when like, it first starts off, I'm sorry, what? Yeah, even from, like, the beginning uh, when they find the circus tent. That's because. When they explore. Yes, because Laura's saying, goes, wow, like, they must have a really big budget. And then we'll get into later about that. The whole, when they walk inside there. The visuals are great. Do you agree of the whole spaceship, just the look, the colors? For the time, I thought it was really fun. It looked real. Like, I, I can't imagine how they did that with all the effects. And uh, to me, when they go inside there, well, the, the farmer, when he gets killed by the clown, you could see that. Oh, I did not like when they took the dog. Okay. Now, this is something that's interesting. Did you, I don't know if you noticed this, so they expose... When Mike uh, and his girlfriend go inside and they find the, the cocoons. The cotton candy cocoons. Yeah, so they rip off the, the face. Basically, the cotton candy exposes the face. That's the farmer. Uh, you it's hard to tell. tell. It's hard to tell, but yeah. this is what I find interesting. I'd never noticed this until recently doing research. That is him. Like, it's hard to tell. His face is all bloody. But next to him is a little cocoon. That's supposed to be the dog. <gasps> Yes. So I, it's amazing. I watched it all these times. I it never, I never put two and two together. Sad. Um, what else? Any other scenes that you could that you have you could think of or no? Do you want me to just talk all about of them? Yeah. Well, <laughs> all well, of them. 
No, I really did. You don't understand. I had such a good time with this movie. I thought it was so unique. Like, all of the kill scenes. Like, all the unique things they do. Um, like, they delivered uh, Valentine's Day chocolate to the lady. Uh, they gave one lady a pizza. Yeah. The puppet stand. Oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah, yeah. I yeah, talk yeah. more about these. And then one more thing. No, no, bring them the up because I, didn't, I just wrote down what I thought was memorable. So, I don't have these down. So Because oh, okay. there's a lot of memorable. Um is when one of the clowns there was no names well they had names and then now they adopted names later for merchandising but the crew had names for them specifically oh, that's fun but what what was the um when one of the clowns pretends to be an animatronic oh yeah <laughs> now so i put cute. that down the whole they were at the drugstore a few times throughout the movie I just found them entertaining. Not that tons of stuff went on, but they're just kind of like knocking things over. Um, just and uh, just for nostalgic reasons, I like seeing all the old packages on the old oh, old labels. Yeah. Uh, it brings me back to the '80s. They had an old stand for tobacco pipes, little things like that, and just them they're just knocking everything over. And the whole clerk looking at them, just like terrified. The yeah, whole that time. Yeah, kind of strange. <laughs> just, he didn't speak. He just moaned. Yeah, then he later <laughs> called the police. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, but he did. I it finally, why he took it took so him. Long. It took him a long time to do that. Uh, this is uh, a part I know we talked about. This is like the most memorable scene in the film to me. Where Shorty, that's the little uh, clown, where he's on his bicycle and he, he runs into the biker gang. Would you say that's definitely? Yes, I love that scene. He said, what are you going to do, knock my block off? And then, then, then he did, <laughs> then he literally, then Shorty, he knocked, he, boxing gloves just appear on his hands out of nowhere, and then just gives him a good punch, and it lands inside a, a garbage can perfectly. And then the body just flops, like, lifeless. The way it flops down was phenomenal. Uh, like you said, the, the puppet scene was great. Now, also, this was so absurd, the shadow puppets. Now that's slim. That was hysterical, I wasn't it? I agree with you. That this was what a clown would do if there was a killer clown and it had this ability. <laughs> to, yeah, or, I think their attention to detail was superb. Like, uh, like you said, the the whole movie was entertaining down to shadow puppets on the wall. Like they made it an entertaining scene. And it's so funny because you see him doing these people waiting for a bus. And so he's entertaining these people, and they're watching him, and he's first he does a bunny. And you're like, okay, I guess he could do that. That's pretty detailed. Then he does an elephant. And then he does Washington <laughs> crossing the Delaware, which he gets really <laughs> insane. A woman dancing. Then a T-Rex. He makes this T-Rex, and has a glowing red eye that actually eats the crowd. Yeah. And they store it inside this little satchel full of popcorn. Like, that scene, that's another one. One of the best scenes. I Right? You agree with me? I agree. Um, Another scene that was very memorable with Dave, the cop, following the colorful clown uh, footprints in the police station. And it leads to Curtis Mooney, who's been turned into a ventriloquist dummy that uh, one of the clowns is controlling. So we could say that's arguably the only scary scene in the movie. That was really, because that actor, I think, is he was the standout. I think. Do you agree with me? Like well, he, you know, I like ridiculous characters, so I I liked him because he was he was comical. he was playing it straight the whole time. He wasn't, you know, the way he's responding. Funny. Yeah, this is another thing interesting. If you watch the film, you really because you kind of look at it, you see he's got the um, the lines for his mouth, and he has the little 
like rouge little dots for his cheeks to look like a ventriloquist mm -hmm. dummy. That's supposed to be the blood, his blood, that the clown used for thumbprints on his cheeks. And then the red, it's supposed to be his blood dripping from his mouth. Well, yeah, I can to see be, that. But it happens kind of quick. But I just thought it was clever the way they made it. You yeah, know, well, it didn't look like paint or anything. Yeah, so I just thought it was clever the way it was done. Mm -hmm. So it, it made sense that, and like you said, it was scary. This is the one guy, you could, it was a... Wasn't really a comical, just the way the acting was done as well. He was like, and his voice, and so that. Yeah, I thought it was creepy. Uh, and then that's where we learn how Dave, where he shoots the, if you, the clown, shoot him in the nose. That's how you kill them. Yeah, they explode. Yes. <laughs> now another scene that was very odd, but memorable. It's almost like a clown parade. They have this giant like vacuum vehicle sucking up. It's very brief. It? They're throwing out uh, the cocoons out windows, and they're going down this abandoned I, street. Yes, I remember. That was, that was, I thought, really cool, that vacuum cleaner like vehicle. Another scene that stands out uh, that clowns would do, when they go to the fun house, they throw these cream pies all at the security guard, and he dies. Yes, it's like acid. They're like yes, acid cream exactly, pies. yes. Mm -hmm. So he dissolves into this creamy pile of mush and then shorty puts so every, the, the cherry on top of it yes that was cute so everything they have is cute but a weapon of destruction yes so but they're but when you look at their faces they're not really cute when you get a close-up of their eyes and their teeth and everything yes they're not cute though no they're not cute <laughs> but, i shouldn't have said cute i meant like, but but the stuff that they do is mischievous and almost like yeah and speak you know what i i thought their mask their costumes were yeah, so-so. Like, I could go either way with those. Okay. But the masks on them, I thought they were really good that they were oversized. I thought mm -hmm. it added a lot of appeal. Yeah, because how big they were. Like, it made them otherworldly. Mm -hmm. Like, they could be clowns from... And there's see. certain points where they have to use animatronics to make their eyes move. I figured, yeah. yeah. So now... Just to add that, sorry. Oh, yes. No, no, this, add whatever you want. So, because it's all... There's so much going on in this film... Now, I talked about how they stored everyone in the cotton candy cocoons and assuming for food. And then we have one of the clowns, he injects a silly straw into the cocoon and starts drinking the blood out of it. Yeah, pretty so. gross. And now the finale. And it was a silly straw. Or yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, that's straw. what made it hysterical. But it wasn't just, it was like a crazy, ridiculous silly straw. Yeah, it was gigantic. Yeah. Right? It was like at least a foot long, <laughs> if not longer, two feet long, right? To suck blood, right? Yeah, so that was that was great. And then the whole finale scene where we see this gigantic clown. And they named this one Clownzilla. How tall is he? 50 feet tall, supposedly? Like, would you view... I don't even know. Right, right? Guess, he's gigantic, yeah, he's right? Gigantic. It, it, it's hard to tell. That whole thing where he's destroying the ice cream truck. Um, and Dave... He's holding Dave now, the, the cop. And... In his hand, then he pops his nose with his badge. Mm -hmm. That whole scene I thought was great. I thought it was awesome. And then their ship then takes off. Uh, the the tent ship, right? The, mm -hmm. the circus tent. And then when that basically it explodes, and then okay, so then we we think they're dead, but when it explodes, this clown car falls out, and. Dave and the Terenzi brothers, we find out, are alive. The clown car drops. 
Dave pops out, and then the Terenzi brothers are there too. But they hid in, I think that they said in the freezer of yeah, the, the ice cream of truck. Yeah, the freezer of the ice cream truck. Which was, which was hilarious. And then it ends with the cast getting hit with cream pies to the face. Yeah, I didn't get that. That was the only. That was a weird ending. Thing about yeah, I didn't like it. So, Everything else was awesome. Just that. Just the end. You would have ended a little differently. Yeah. I guess just because it was comedic, right? So. Yes. It was filmed in Santa Cruz, California. Uh, the effects. What's your opinion of the effects? Now you talked a little bit about the masks. You liked some of them, for the clowns, the costumes, all that. I love the masks. Okay. I, I especially love that. Like I said, that they were oversized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What would you, how tall are they? Most of these guys too are like what seven, eight feet tall compared to everyone. Yeah. Right. So most of them are much larger, except there's a couple of shorter ones. Um, I guess also because it could have been done really wrong. Mm -hmm. This could have went bad quick. Yeah, so the Kyoto <laughs> brothers, they knew what they were doing. They hired this other company called Fantasy 2. And so they did a lot. They had the, the cotton candy cocoon. Those props look great. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit more. There's matte paintings in there mixed with the physical props. Uh, like we mentioned, the, the spaceship, the way that was done. Uh, I like the clown car they used, the carnival float with the vacuum. All that, I thought, for the most part, on, on this budget, I thought it looked well. Did you like the music? Was it carnival? Again, I didn't really pay much attention. I assume it was a carnival Okay, yeah. See, now, I, to me, it stood out a lot. Like, the theme song, the killer clowns from outer space with the lyrics, you don't remember it. No. So the band, the Dickies, did nope. that. The rest was a lot of kind of, yeah, synth carnival music. I enjoyed it. Uh, John Masari did that. Uh, I had like a comedic outer space feel, I thought. And I'll talk about things you might not know about Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Now, Laura doesn't know what I'm going to say, so you're going to... Oh, boy. <laughs> so, yeah. So, which I, I think you're going to like this because there's a lot of things I had no idea until doing the research. Um... It was originally called Killer Clowns, was the actual title. But they changed it because it sounded too much like a slasher movie. So that's the reason why they added from outer space. Okay. I get that. Uh, Santa Cruz was picked for a location because the Kyoto Brothers wanted a seaside East Coast feel. Almost like a Coney Island. They're from like Brooklyn. Uh -huh. So they wanted to have that type of feel as opposed to just, you know, California palm trees they want it more near the water. So that made sense. I'm like, uh -huh. okay. This I, never hit me until I found out. It was inspired by the original Blob from 1958. The whole premise. Not, even uh, though it's not exactly like it, just loosely. No, I can see some of the scenes that, yes, do relate to the Blob. So it, so I was like, you know what? It didn't hit me. It started off when the kids are like... Uh, like making out in their cars and stuff like that's from the blob like the whole similar thing the, the opening of the movie and just just the way it's like a menace to uh the town so that i'm like how did i not notice that but that makes total sense uh mike tobacco and the terenzi brothers are names of their actual childhood friends mm -hmm. never knew anybody was actually named mike tobacco that's amazing no. <laughs> so, um, this is what i found most interesting Oh, you see a lot of the, the circus tent, the yellow and the red circus tent in the film. Most of what you see are matte paintings. They're not an actual tent. 
Yeah, I wouldn't be able to tell. You can, it, sometimes you could tell with certain scenes. With these, you couldn't. The only time it's real is when you see them walking next to it really close. You could tell that's real fabric, but they don't show it. They just show them standing in front. So that's a real tent, the actors are in front of it. And then towards the end of the film, they used a miniature, a 14-inch miniature for some of the shots. But again, you can't tell. No. It looks really, really phenomenal. Um, the popcorn gun was the most expensive prop to produce in the film. Really? It Yes, which you would never... It cost $7,000 to make and took six weeks to construct it. It's amazing, isn't Don't it? Don't they have, like, kids' toy guns? I, yeah, it had a real compressor because it shot popcorn. It had a compressor hooked up to it, which I... That's the one thing. It didn't really look all that impressive. No. So, uh, yeah, the, I would have saved the time and money on something else. But And how many times did they use only it? Only once, once, I remember, yeah. So that was that was odd. Um, here's a scene briefly where they're... You see one of the clowns chasing after them with a balloon dog. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That How was, that funny. Was... And then they run it over with a car. So <laughs> this is uh, an interesting little tidbit. It kept popping because there's little like pine needles in the forest. Oh, and they kept trying to do it. So they had to put liquid latex on the bottom of the feet to protect it so it wouldn't keep popping. Oh, that's cute. Um uh this is a scene laura and i were talking about she said boy they must have spent a lot of money on this towards the end of the film you're gonna see these, they run inside in the funhouse this giant green head they walk into one and they come out this red creature's head uh, the cast you know the clowns and mike tobacco and debbie they go through it it's actually miniatures that they shot like foreground miniatures, but mm -hmm. it looks really, it almost has like a Beetlejuice look to it, would you say, right? I agree. Um, with the matte paintings, there's certain things also, uh, like the cotton candy, that chamber, the cocoons, the whole background, those are, that's all fake. That's all a painting. Like there, the whole building? The whole, they have like 50 like real cotton candy but it has a giant yeah but inside that room that's yeah, all painted would, that one yeah. you can't tell you can't tell but you would have to assume yeah there's another scene yeah because it's so big there's another scene where they walk in when they first uh go inside that uh the tent where it, it's they're like looking yeah, they're down ledge. that's like, that you, like a power yes, source yeah that you could tell i could tell at least as a matte painting but it looks impressive though i think you couldn't tell, Laura? No. Yep, so that's another I mean, one. That's you a painting. Know that it's not real, but it looks real. Yeah, that, I, but it still is pretty impressive, you know, for the time. Uh, inside the Clownzilla costume was actually one of the Kyoto brothers, Charles, mm -hmm. and he said he couldn't see through it, so he had to, like, feel his feet coming down <laughs> uh, from, like, that ledge that he's on when they first drop him down. He said he had to feel because he had no, he couldn't see anything. Oh, that's scary. Um, and when you have the Terenzi brothers at that scene, they you see the ice cream truck come through the brick wall. Mm -hmm. That's a, a miniature. That's not a real truck going through the brick wall. But wow. you can't tell, but it looks impressive. Yeah. That one still holds up, I think. And then during the fight with Clownzilla, he's holding uh, the cop, Dave Hansen. We were talking about how he pops him in the nose. Mm -hmm. During the struggle... It's the actor, Charles Kyoto. He's holding, at certain points, a doll that looks like the actor. 
but you can't tell because it happens really quick. Oh, wow. So there's a lot of, I mean, it's, it's impressive, you know, because they are on a tight budget, but they are very creative the way they did everything. Um, the budget was $2 million estimated. Okay, so... Yeah, I guess it wasn't that high for that time, right? Or yeah, it was. I mean, it's, you know, there, there's some movies that they spend, like, tons and tons of money in. Well, I'm thinking of the 80s. Yeah. Trying but to put but, it in context. But yeah, but it's still, compared to other movies, like, I think of Star Wars, right? Think of those movies. They're dropping really, really big money into it, right? Yeah, well, I guess that's why I was asking. Yeah. Like, is that so, a lot? Or... So, uh, for quotes, did you write down any quotes or no? Did you, because I have some that stood out to me. No, I didn't. Okay. Uh, when it starts off with the Terenzi brothers, where they're trying to uh, sell the ice cream over the PA in their uh, little vehicle. I'm Jojo the ice cream clown with the bestest ice cream in town. We'll give you the stick. You give it a lick. It will tick you all the way down. Cool off those hot lips with icy wicies, fudgy wudgy bars, and everyone's favorite frozen delight, the lick em stick. And then he thrusts forward. Laura... <laughs> And um, the girls inside their ice cream van that they're trying to take advantage of. They're yeah, like, how much ice cream can you eat? Yeah, so those girls. <laughs> like they just sat on like, <laughs> the truck and it hung into the ice cream? Yes, yes. So uh, the girls will take us home and they say, keep your shirts on. Don't worry, we intend to. <laughs> that was another line um, I got a kick out of. So now um, we found out this is Laura's first full viewing experience, right? Of Killer Clowns. You just saw bits and pieces sure before. Sure was. Uh, my first experience seeing it was in the mid-90s. I heard about it. Uh, my friend Tony, you know him, his father actually kept talking about it. And I finally saw it. I went to Tommy K's to rent it. They would have the box in front of the clamshell case, but it'd be like a generic Tommy K's case, if you remember that by any chance or no. Then it had the movie on the side. If you grab it quick, you just see the Tommy K's case and you're not paying attention to the movie on the side. Mm -hmm. I got so mad. I came home. It was um, Killer Tomatoes Eat France. <laughs> so I got the wrong one. So I had to go Did back. Did you watch it? Yeah. I put it in. I watched a little bit of it. I'm like, yeah, this is stupid. And I came back and explained. <laughs> like, oh, okay. And that was... So then I, I had to exchange it. Um... All right, so so now for merchandise-wise, there wasn't a t there was nothing really, just promotional stuff. There was like a bumper sticker, a, you know, regular T-shirt. The Dickies had a tour shirt in 1988 of Killer Clowns, but then in like the mid '90s, it started gaining like this cult following. I remember seeing an unlicensed uh, shorty model kit. The scene we we're talking about, one of our favorite scenes where he's got the Boston gloves and it has the decapitated head uh, in the trash can at Chiller Theater. I remember seeing that. Uh, they made this giant puppet. And then that was it. And then uh, 2005, uh, Soda Toys actually came out with licensed figures, two different versions of a character, one of the clowns with the cotton candy cocoon. And then a mock time came out with the shorty and tiny action figure 2012. And then it just started more and more, uh, more merchandise coming out. Uh, Laura and I went to Universal Studios 
Halloween Horror Nights in 2019, they actually had a killer clowns from outer space, uh, you know, haunted maze, right? Which yes, which was phenomenal. Which I, it's just amazing. I couldn't believe that they actually it got to this point where they actually had something. You know, this is a huge event. I mean, how many people go to that a night? Thirty thousand people. I mean, I don't uh, even know. I can't give you a number. It, but... It's it's insane. So to see this and then. I can tell you if you want to live a movie that you love and they're hosting it at Halloween Horror Nights, you should 100% check it out. That's the best way to describe it, the way you just said it, because we've, Laura's having withdrawal symptoms for not, when the government shut everything down with COVID, we haven't been there in a yeah, while. Yeah, we haven't been there but, in about two years, and but I'm just so this sad. is, uh, we had the pass to keep going numerous nights, and we kept going, and it's it's not always the same experience twice, too, because you have different actors, Certain Never. things pop out the whole time differently, too. So Time differently. And every year, the houses are usually different. Yes. It is, yeah, they'll have a different property, a different franchise. So, so it's you don't so see you have it to one go, year, exactly. you might never see it again, or it may take yep. quite yep. a long time to return. Yep. So the thing I remember the most during uh, going through that I know house... What you're going to say. The ending. The Clownzilla. The Clownzilla, because you're walking through the end... And you actually, again, this thing was humongous, right? I mean, like, ridiculously like, again, huge. I'll just reiterate, it was like living through the movie. It was, like, mind-blowing to see this thing, so... Don't ask <laughs> how they did it. No, it was insane. I want a job. Yes, yeah, so... And then, for merchandise-wise, they had... Laura bought cotton candy-flavored uh, candy bar. They had cotton candy they oh, had t-shirts you remember so do we still have that no no we ate it so but it's just so funny now how the merchandise now like funko made pop vinyl figures trick-or-treat studios has costumes and mass spirit they started making their own stuff now uh, they have a life-size shorty animatronic uh, cavity colors just came out with the new t-shirt fright rags just came out with new new shirts uh, and glasses. Mego just uh, re uh, produced a slim figure. I just saw uh, pictures of prototypes of figures that Trick or Treat Studio is going to release. So this is something that was just small, you know, B movie that just got humongous. Like I mean, it, it's. I don't even know how to describe it. Do you agree? I mean, it's the hottest thing if you go to uh, Spirit Halloween, any of that stuff, you try and look for it, it just disappears. It disappears. And you even have, I saw the clown actors are doing convention appearances now, signing wow, autographs. Really? I'm not kidding. Uh, so it's amazing. But this, it's not uncommon. I think you're just more it's excited just... because it's a movie that you love and... Yeah, else a handful of people did, and now, because I remember when we went to uh, Florida, this young girl was all excited, she's probably like 14, taking a picture with the clowns in front of the ice cream truck, so you have this whole new generation watching this too, so it, it's amazing. Okay, so Laura, this is the, the grading, the thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle, thumbs way up, thumbs way down, uh... Got it. So, okay, Laura. So, like I so said, remember, way up is excellent, way down is excrement. Yes. What do you give it? I got it. Thumbs up. Okay. And why? Yes. Well, 
well, Way Up would have to be just Amazing. the epitome of the yeah. perfect movie. Um, I can watch, now that I've watched this, I could see it over and over again, and it wouldn't bother me. Now, it's like so, equally fun from beginning to end. So Laura thought for the longest time, she lied to me all these years saying she saw it. I put this on every year, at least always around Halloween time. And she kind of like didn't get it. Now you finally understand it, Laura. Finally, finally. I do understand. Yeah, it's just fun. It's yeah, I, I give it thumbs way up for what it is. It's it's entertaining. It's fun. There's a few... there was thought in every scene. Yeah, it wasn't just thrown together no. exactly. So they for what this is for this B movie, it's it's a lot of fun. It's very entertaining. I think acting-wise, I mean, nobody really seems like except for two people. Suzanne Snyder as Debbie Stone. Her screaming was great. Her reactions to the clowns. Uh, if you remember in another scene, in the shower. Yeah, I, I thought, and yeah, so just my... That was my worst scene of the whole movie. Okay. The clown heads. Yeah, those little, like, what were the... Clown almost, sticks. Yeah, they're like, um... Oh, with Little Shop of Horror type. Yeah. Almost like that. Uh, but John Vernon, uh, acting-wise, is like the police chief. I thought he was, acting-wise, the best, I would say. Me too. But yeah, so, I mean, I give it thumbs away up for what it is. It's just, it's a fun movie. It has horror science fiction and laughs. They're all rolled up in the one cotton candy cocoon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, uh, and when I did all the research, I appreciated more seeing, like, how... They had the they're on the shoestring budget, but they had to stretch it. it you know, it had to be creative. So I appreciate it more for that reason. One Baker Five, Kurt, do you read me over? One Baker Five, this is Mooney speaking. I was a little worried about you. I thought the big bad clowns got a hold of you. Over. Mooney, I want you to listen to me and don't say anything. I want you to call the state police and get help. There are clowns and they are killing people over. Okay, let me get this straight. You say there are clowns, and you've seen them. Okay, Dave, that's it. Screw you and your college flunkies. I've had enough of this from you and from everyone else. I know what you guys are trying to do. Break me down, drive me out of the force. Well, it's going to take a hell of a lot more than a lame prank like this to get Curtis Mooney to throw in his badge, so fuck you. Over. If you enjoy shocking things, please rate, review, and share the episodes you enjoy. To find us on social media, please go to anchor.fm slash shocking things. That is the hub for all our links. And you can also see everything that we talk about, the posters, the pictures, and everything involved in each episode on our social media. Please comment and please leave a message and ask any questions you want about shocking things.